Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. <laughs> That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metal smithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian. And as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to the dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Hi, all. Today, we'll be chatting with Regina Arvon, who retired to Barbados from the San Francisco Bay Area. Barbados is an island country in the Lesser Antilles of the West Indies in the Caribbean region of the Americas. It's about 100 miles east of St. Vincent and the Grenadines and is the most easterly of the Caribbean islands. The island of 297,000 people consists of 167 square miles and measures about 20 by 15 miles. The capital and largest town is Bridgetown, which is also the main seaport. Barbados was once British, but became an independent nation in 1966. The island is known for gorgeous beaches with vibrant turquoise waters, a surfer's paradise, green monkeys, flying fish, a Caribbean carnival known as the Crop Over Festival, the sport of cricket, which my dad loved to play, horse racing, and being the birthplace of rum, grapefruit, and Rihanna, of course. <laughs> Okay, a little bit about our guest. Regina Arvon was born and raised in Amityville, Long Island, New York. She attended Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee, and earned her medical degree from Temple University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> she completed her residency in obstetrics and gynecology at the Nassau County Medical Center in Long Island, New York. This is our first OBGYN. <laughs> oh my God, I think you're our second physician. Yeah, second physician. Should we call you Dr. Arvon? No. No. Okay. 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 
Gloria Gaynor? No. Okay. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> okay. She also completed two fellowships, one in maternal fetal medicine and the other in medical genetics and dysmorphology. Okay. Regina spent 13 years as a prenatal diagnosis and genetics physician, and she was the director for four years at California Pacific Medical Center in San Francisco. Basically, she performed procedures on moms and sometimes babies, mostly for diagnostic purposes so that family could make decisions about pregnancy. Wow. While Regina is no longer working, she is still very busy. She started a blog called DrDisco.com. Love it. <laughs> you see where I'm going, guys? <laughs> and works with her husband in real estate ventures. They purchase, flip. fix up and flip or rent out properties about every two years. Currently, they have one property in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and one in Barbados. They plan to renovate the Florida property and turn the multi-units into to short-term rentals. For many years, they had multi-units in Pennsylvania, which they rented out to mostly grad students. Currently in Barbados, they turned a single one-family house into a three-unit property. It has a fancy place on top, a one-bedroom apartment on the bottom, and two-bedroom, two-bath exclusively for her and her family right across the street from the, quote, Platinum West Coast, quote, on the Caribbean side of Barbados. She absolutely loves it. She says it's ticked many of her boxes that she didn't even know it would tick until she had boots on the ground there. She says she has found her people and it really <laughs> feels great. <laughs> Regina says she is everything fire, as in financial independence, retire early, becoming part of that community seven years ago. By the way, guys, she retired at the ripe old age of 47. So jealous. Four seven. I'm proud to say I retired before 60 at five nine. <laughs> <laughs> And here's the most exciting part for Gillen. She's a wannabe DJ and absolutely loves disco music. Finally, someone who loves disco. <laughs> Specifically, Deep House. Now, we're going to ask her about that because I've never heard of Deep House. I know about house and I love house music. And I signed up for a guy who teaches house music. House He's dance, a New Yorker. Right? House dance. Ah! Uh, he's a New Yorker, moved to Switzerland, unfortunately for us. And I did sign up for an online class. And I don't think he's coming back because he's been gone for many years, but he is so good. And he smiles throughout the whole dance session. So Great you just workout. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you just like get so into it, you know, like I'm stuck on his videos. So Deep House, it's not techno or this soda pop dumbed down version <laughs> of music one would hear in Vegas. Think more like Teddy Pendergrass. First choice, Sylvester. Oh, my God. Oh, my Sylvester. God. I have Sylvester on my on my playlist. <laughs> and everything you heard on the radio after midnight on WBLS <laughs> in New York or WBMX in Chicago. Regina also loves to travel. She turned 50 this year and mostly traveled solo. Yeah, because she doesn't want anyone to slow her down. <laughs> did you like how I did WBLS? I loved it. Okay. This year alone, she's been to Cancun, London, Cornwall, and south of England, Miami, Chicago, Paris, the Burgundy region of France, Tisno, Croatia, Fort Lauderdale, as we know in Florida, Bogota, 
and Villa de Leva, Colombia, Lima, and Machu Picchu in Peru. Oh my God. Where do you get this energy? Yeah. All right, and I just came back from Connecticut with the grandbaby. And oh, that was grandbaby. always the most fun. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh my God. The grandbaby. You so much fun. Disco? You teaching her disco? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> okay. Regina's husband's unable to join us today. So please send our regards. He's an electrician born in Barbados and raised in Brooklyn. Yay. The couple has been married for seven 17 years and have three grown children. And as you just heard, grandbabies, Regina or Dr. Arvon. I can't ask you any OB questions. Or Dr. Disco. Or Dr. Disco. Yeah. I've got a couple of gynecological questions. I'll do that offline. So tell us, tell us, tell us about how you decided to move to Barbados, or you could start with how you decided to get into the fire movement and retire early. We'll let you handle that. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Again, thank you for inviting me. I love the podcast. I've learned so much being retired and studying it a lot, even before I retired. And I think oh. you guys do an excellent job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That means so much. <laughs> I do. I learn a lot. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. I'll start with the second question. As a physician, at least in the current state of, you know, the construct and the structural way that we work, I call it corporate medicine. And unfortunately, a lot of the admin and the cranking around in and out and the, you know, how we um, make the sausage is by corporate America. There's a gap between taking care of a patient and making money. Yes, And definitely I could have gone somewhere else and educated myself in a different way to make money. Definitely. There are other ways to make money. And on the other hand, I don't want to be poor or broke either. So I need to get paid for what I do. However, there's a disconnect between the two. And unfortunately, with the current state of affairs, and begets burnout from a lot of physicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially, I only dealt with high-risk pregnancies. I'm sorry, Gil, I don't do any gynecology. I haven't for <laughs> over 20 years. I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> All right, but I had, for what I, I had to did, get three opinions recently, but that's another day. Oh, goodness. Yes, we could talk offline about that. But um, <laughs> the level of stress that I dealt with in my job was over an abundance of how I was being supported at my employment. And it just came to a head where I had to make a decision. Was I going to take care of my, literally my physical health? I had an ulcer by the time I retired and my mental health. Not that I was depressed at the time that I retired, but I most certainly was anxious. I discovered later that maybe I had had anxiety for my whole entire life, but it was definitely exacerbated by the burnout. I've always been a good saver. My husband's always been a good saver. We call ourselves hustlers. In my culture, that means working hard and making a way for yourself regardless of, of where you started. We've always been like that. At some point when I got into the FIRE movement, I started to listen to this podcast called Choose FI. I don't know if you guys are aware of it. I love Choose FI. Actually, as a high income earner, when I started to delve into the fire movement, I was actually already fire. I was actually already financially independent and I didn't know it. From there, I had to make some real decisions about my career. And I loved and I still love what I did. Specifically,
specifically, the thing that I liked the best about what I practiced was I diagnosed very rare genetic syndromes through ultrasound and looking at the birth defects and the combination of those. And as you can imagine, there are literally hundreds of thousands of different combinations of Mm -hmm. birth defects, Mm -hmm. some of which are lethal, some are not. And so most commonly, I referred to myself as like a mitigator, like I mitigate risk. That is mainly my job. I am not making any decisions for these patients. They need to make the decision. I'm just mitigating the risk. I always said that, you know, if it comes to you or the baby's health and you need somebody to make that decision, then you ask me. But this is your decision until it threatens your life. And sometimes it does. And I, you know, had to step in and and tell and have what we refer to in medicine as the come to Jesus talk with patients. I actually enjoyed that because I, I feel that, you know, the, the buck stops with me. A lot of times patients would come to doctor after doctor after doctor yeah. and finally get referred to me. And I was the last of the line. And so they really had a lot of faith in me. And also, I hate to say this, but it's very cool to di- some, diagnose something very rare yeah, that yeah, average know. OBGYNs are not going to see. In it. Sure. And even pediatricians will not see in their entire career. Sure. I see daily, daily or weekly. So it's very satisfying when I can correctly make a diagnosis in the prenatal state so that a patient and a family can make a decision about them. So Thank that part, I, that. I miss a lot. That's the admin great. stuff and the other yeah. crap. No, I don't miss it. Well, you know, it's funny. I have two thoughts. One is I have my primary care is in a large system, you know, Mount Sinai. We have this talk at my annual every time. She's always looking at the clock. I've got 20 minutes per patient, 20 minutes per patient, and she goes a mile a minute. And it drives me crazy. It's um, reality. Yeah. It and, and I get that because she's always being hounded for get through, get this many through, get this many through. And so I've been thinking, and she's hinted that I should maybe consider switching or going to a place that's not so run of the mill. And she really cares. Huh? Yeah. And she's she really so cares. caring. Oh, I we mean, all and, do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, she's also like a friend of the family. You know, our kids went to school together. That's how we know. I can kind of ask her anything. On the other hand, it's so great. I totally get what you said about you didn't do run of the mill work, which satisfies your intellectual side. But it's true. So many good doctors are so stressed. It's yeah, like they're good, but they're stressed. So I have this good doctor, but I'm being ripped off because they're so stressed. And then their <laughs> life is terrible. I can't blame them, but some. Yeah, the fire happen. community among yeah. physicians has grown exponentially after the COVID crisis. Wow. Um, people are retiring in droves because we're kind of conservative as doctors. You know, our personalities are yeah. conservative. A lot of us can retire financially. And yeah. so it is rare to retire at age 47, <laughs> but I know more people. I know several people who have retired even younger than me. So Wow. Oh, wow. 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 At, especially after COVID. So that's how you got into the fire movement when you felt this kind of burnout and the craze? Actually, my first podcast that I listened to on Choose a Fi, which is where I went down the rabbit hole of yeah. fire, was yeah. trying to hack Travel Point. My husband and I. <laughs> no, we, did, we did a couple. All they did was they had like 30 credit cards. They yeah. never paid. They never any, paid anything. For this cases. is why I was just on the phone oh with JetBlue God. for two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And I'm yeah. doing a miles run on Christmas night. <laughs> oh. 
I'm doing a miles run to San Francisco. Oh man. Oh, okay. Good for you. Good for you. I guess you're very organized, right? With the spreadsheet. I wouldn't say that, but okay. All right. But yeah, so my husband and I wanted to go to Asia. I had taken a sabbatical only 30 days. Yeah, that's short. We wanted to go to, so we, we ended up going to about four countries in South part of Asia. I had a meeting there, an ultrasound meeting for prenatal diagnosis in Singapore. And so from there we went to, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We did Tokyo, we did Taipei, we did Singapore, we did um, Siem Reap in Cambodia and we did Bangkok. Oh, wow. in Thailand. So some wow. of that, yeah, some of it. So at least the to and fro flight were paid by my hospital, but the nice. rest of the travel, we did travel hack. Wow. That's actually the first podcast I listened to. But from there, <laughs> yes, definitely the stress of my job and my position catapulted me in investigating a different okay. way. So then why did you choose to retire in Barbados or part-time? I know you mentioned your husband's from there. Yeah. So my husband has always had a dream to do a project on the island. He was born there. He left when he was very young. I don't I don't think he was even older than and four years old when he left, mm-hmm. but he still has family roots there. In fact, my in-laws retired literally three months before we were married and we were married on the island at the family church. So I totally am in with wow. my father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm totally in with the in-laws because we got married where they were married. Yeah. So Aww. yeah, so he's always wanted to do a project and it, I'll tell you guys, it was a great project. Project. This was not our first rodeo. We we did this for almost 20 years before we did that project. We hired pretty much everybody with some type of blood relative. It is a small island. There are less than 300,000 people on that island. Mm-hmm. And they all know each other 12 different ways. Yeah. And so I, if you've ever, have you guys been to Barbados? I have. No. But my- oh, you must come. You must come and be our guests. Oh, my- thank you. I feel that they're very cordial. And the reason why... I mean, logically, I think about these things. I think it is because it's so small and you're going to see that person some other way in your life. You're either going to do business with them or they're going to be an in-law or you're going to be a friend of a friend. So for that reason, they're very cordial, even driving at a store. Oh, they let you guys said this on a podcast in South America. The old people go to the front of the line in Barbados and it's just it's just they don't ask or it's no, just upset. It's just their culture. Yeah. Hmm. And so my father-in-law, who's 90, goes over to the supermarket and he'll be back in 15 minutes. But if we go, we're there for an hour. Oh, we're in funny. the line for, you know, Aww. 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're very cordial because it's such a small island. It's such respect, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. It's such yes. respect. I've never yeah, been I to love Bar- that. I've never been to Barbados, but my father grew up and was from was from Grenada. And- oh, wow. And I also have, I still have, I, over the years, I've had a lot of relatives who lived on different islands in the West Indies. But yeah, but yeah, he, he would always say it's like that. It's, and even when we visited there and, and we're looking for relatives, everybody knows each other. It's so yes. funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's also, wasn't he the uh, Prudhomme? Herbert Prudhomme was one of his, his uncles. Um, yeah, really, a cousin 
was the deputy prime minister for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until until he's in their little museum. In, until, well, my also my family history didn't have that. Family history. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> the yeah, Barbados is the same. Yeah. My real estate attorney was actually the retired Supreme Court justice there. <laughs> <laughs> that's Funny, so right? cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the cost of housing in Barbados. Yes. Now, you guys, it's a project, so we can't really consider that, right? But- yeah, well, I can tell you what the average cost is on two sides of the island. So oh, cool. we're on the Platinum Coast. I didn't make that up. That's actually what it's called. <laughs> okay, okay. Because it's the nicer side? <laughs> well, it's the Caribbean side, so you okay. can uh, you can actually swim on yeah. that ah, on that coast. Gotcha. If you swim on the Atlantic, you're, you. well, the surfers love yeah. the well, Atlantic sure. side of yeah. Barbados, but unfortunately, Unfortunately, like an average swimmer, we always have drowning deaths from time to time, especially during high season, which is right now wow. until April. So the Caribbean side is more expensive because it's just easier to swim. I mean, you can walk out for almost 100 feet and just walk in shallow, beautiful, oh, nice. clear water. So I'm right across the street from the Caribbean Sea. And mm-hmm. my house renovated is worth about almost 900 US. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nice. and however, what's the size of that? Oh, it's eighteen hundred square feet times okay. two. But what is we it like? Three basement. bedrooms. It's three so units. So upstairs, right? yeah, upstairs. Uh, we bought it as a three bedroom, two bath, and we turned it into three different units. It actually had like a subterranean level, like kind of like a basement. It's only about seven steps down because when you walk up into the top portion of the house, you have to walk up some stairs to get on that level. Okay. Now that's a three bedroom, three bath. So it's got two main suites. And then another bedroom, I call it the bunk bedroom. I don't know if you guys saw that on my Instagram, but we had this cute bunk bed made like a, like a little sailboat. Okay. Oh, wow. And then there's a bed under that. And then that has a separate common bathroom. And then downstairs, we rent out a one bedroom, one bath. And then next to that is our unit that we don't rent out. And it's a two bedroom, two bath. Yeah. We did considerable work. We had to dig wells and add plumbing. We actually increased the view deck that if you walk up onto the rooftop deck, you can mm. see all of the Caribbean. It's beautiful. Ooh, wow. And so you can wh- see the Caribbean Sea from the veranda and okay. from the house anyway. What do you rent out your one rental for? So it depends on what the season is. Mm. So it depends on what the season is. So high season in our area, you guys can check on Airbnb, but I think it's running like 285 to 325 a night. And then nice. during low season, it's like 250 15 to 250 a oh, night. Okay. That's for the three bedroom, two bath? Three bedroom, three bath. Yeah. Three bath. Upstairs. Okay. And yeah. can you just uh, remind me the name of your Instagram account? So our. It's listeners... called, yes, yeah, the name of the house. So it's Avon Bleu Barbados. A V O N B L E U B A R B A D O S. Got it. Okay. So you were going to tell us the uh, cost on each end you were saying? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just want to shout out my people um, that help us with the Airbnb, mm-hmm. which oh, are yeah. our relatives, which okay. we love. So <laughs> pretty much they do everything for us and we really appreciate their help. Help. I just wanted to say thank you to them. Yeah, <laughs> you. please. You know who you are. Oh. You can say the name. Do you want to say the name? <laughs> Absolutely, please. Oh gosh, there's too many names to oh, name. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, really? Okay. Oh man. You 
guys are lucky. Okay. We have a great support system. The East Coast on the water will still run you almost a million dollars, but across the street, you can probably get something for maybe 400 what a fully renovated. Oh, 400, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. because you can't swim over there. You have to get in a car mm-hmm. and drive to uh, certain beaches. Okay. Where I live, you can just walk across the street and just walk forever and swim. Where you live on the Caribbean side, so what's the low end? How much can you get something for on the low end? Oh, so there are plenty of one or two bedroom apartments in the area in multi-unit buildings. A lot of the Brits do that. A lot of the Canadians do that. And so those can run you on average, I think they're around 375. I have a friend, what what I refer to as my people, (laughs) (laughs) who is building a condo unit now. This is her third condo unit she's building as the builder. She's got a two bedroom, two bath, and that's running 375 in Mullins Bay, which is a beautiful beach as well on the Caribbean side. I did want to mention that I see this room that you have on Instagram and it is stunning. It looks like a queen or a full-size bed, bright light. Oh, that's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, isn't that nice? It's all white, most of the room. Yeah, yeah that's the unit, right? Yeah, the uh, ma- second master suite, I see, featuring okay, 20 yes, foot high ceiling. Yes, wow, that you. is gorgeous. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful house. We we oh. we lucked up. We were very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did your homework, my dear. <laughs> well, we renovated it and added to it. So okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was it was a beautiful house to begin with. We yeah. just finished it off. Yeah. yeah. So for those of us who are just going there and we're considering we would like to rent first. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. what does that look like? And where should So we? if you so we have a lot of snowbirders, especially from Britain and Canada. Wow. So the vast majority of people who come to the island are British. That's number one. Number two are Canadians, and we are third as Americans. Interesting. So Mia Motley, our prime minister, we love her. She was on the cover of Time magazine. She was the keynote speaker at the huge global warming summit in Scotland last year. I know it was in Egypt this year, but she's a rock star. She's done so much for the country. She's like nationalized and improved the healthcare, transportation. We got the most money during COVID for a Caribbean island per capita uh, from the World Bank. Yeah, she's a rock star. She's given the government autonomy. Everything's transparency. She's on the news all the time. She has her cabinet speak instead of her speaking all of the time. She's just great. Yeah, she was just at the UN and gave a keynote speech. Yeah, she secured our full independence from the crown. So I believe the first independence, which was kind of like a fake independence. Oh, is that right? (laughs) Because I know I took my oath and I... I had to say I had to give my life for the queen. (laughs) I said, I thought we were an independent country, (laughs) but now we are fully independent from anything. We are completely a sovereign nation. And it's because by large, because of our rock star, Prime Minister Mia Motley. That's so a person of confidence, right? Because she lets her cabinet members speak. Instead of being the power hungry, we know who those people are. They don't let anyone speak.
speak. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Very please good. look her up. She's wonderful. Yeah, please, we'll do. Please look up the speech she gave in Scotland. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about the general cost of living. Okay. So housing compared to the rest of the Caribbean, at least for the bang for your buck is, is relatively cheap. Yeah. yeah. How much do you think? Oh, okay. Rent? So yeah. we have snowbirders who come oh, right. for mm-hmm. three months. Okay. It's yeah. similar to Florida and they come from middle of November until about March or so. Okay. And you can get, you can get a reasonable place for that. I would say you can probably get that for about $3,000 US for the entire time, depending oh. on what type of amenities you want. What do you mean the entire so that, time? So what's the three so months? 3000 for the whole three months. Oh, yeah, you nice. can wow. certainly get something like that. Got it. The, okay. the cost, the housing is relatively cheap for what you get yeah. because it is yeah. a super safe That's not bad country. The crime is extremely low. The literacy rate actually is 99%. Wow. Nice. Um, The home ownership is well over 50% of native Barbadians. They call themselves Bajans. For what you get, the housing is pretty good. Not so much the food. The food is very expensive. For example, so the United States dollar is double the Bajan dollar. One US dollar equals two Bajan dollars. And so when I went to Massey, which is the supermarket in Whole Town in St. James, the closest one to me. I paid 19 Bajan dollars for a large blueberry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. So almost ten dollars. Large blueberry. Almost ten dollars. Butter. I paid twenty three dollars. Oh my god. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh my so goodness. food is, is very expensive. From? Yeah. Yeah. It's all imported, and yeah. that's what yeah. Mia Motley is doing. She, in fact, is giving land away, farming land, and encouraging people to oh. farm on the land so that we don't have to import so Whatever. much. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Although blueberries are not going to grow on that island because it's too hot, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. other things that we import, uh, we could certainly grow on the island. Yeah. It's funny. I just bought like a pound of blueberries from Costco and I think I paid six ninety nine. <laughs> okay. Now organic was seven ninety nine. Okay. And I said, you know, it's not going to kill me. No, I think it was a $2 difference. And I said, it's not going to kill me if I don't get the organic. If today, you don't so. get the organic. That's going to wash a little more, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Well, everything on the island is organic yeah, by default. Yeah, like course. the eggs are spectacular. The egg, the eggs that I eat on the island, which are actually from our niece, she has like 300 chickens in her backyard. Wow. Whoa. And she actually supplies eggs to my clients when they check in, which I think is a nice little gift Aww, that I have yeah. my clients. My guess, the eggs there are like $10 eggs at Whole Foods. Whoa. <laughs> oh my goodness. My well, that's why we don't shop at Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But those eggs, Eggs, everybody eats those eggs on, okay. the, on the island because they're just, that's all they have is right. really but good, it's so fresh. natural. Wow. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> Everything is imported, okay? Mm-hmm. And so we've brought in three containers. So, you know, like an 18-wheeler, yeah. the two big 18 wheelers and then a half. We've brought in two containers and one half container. Wow. Uh, we purchased them in Miami usually. And when we were living in the Bay Area, we would have to fly here and get all that done. Every nail, everything that you would need to build a home, we had to import. Minus the things the country won't allow you to bring in, like wood, you know, living yeah. species type things. They yeah. don't allow you to bring that in. Or, or like sheetrock. There is no sheetrock because it's a Caribbean 
Caribbean island. And so ah. everything is cement. Yeah. Actually, my house is made of coral because wow. the whole island, yeah, it's it's made of coral, which is limestone. And so the water on the island self-filtrates. And so that's probably another reason why Barbados does so well financially. The other reason I want to mention the stability, the political stability in the country also comes from the fact that we're so far east and south that we don't get a lot of hurricanes. Uh, My mother-in-law actually talks about the hurricane of 64 or, I don't, or 65 <laughs> or something like that. But we hardly ever get serious, sustainable mm-hmm. damage from hurricanes. Oh, and nice. therefore, our economy, you know, keeps yeah. up and does well because we're not always rebuilding. I mean, that's also why it's expensive to live there, but relatively speaking, compared to the other Caribbean islands, yeah, we're very stable because of our nice weather. Nice, nice. (laughs) Which is usually between low 80s and high 80s all year round. We're very close to the equator. Oh, so wow, it's that hot all the time. Yeah. Does it ever ever get colder? No, never. Never. (laughs) It's the same. So it's all t-shirts and shorts. It is. It's hot. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Your steps to the beach. So yes, yeah, great. we get a little bit of a breeze, but not enough. I do okay. keep the AC crank. Oh, you do. <laughs> and lots of us have at least the short-term rental properties, which is pretty much, I would say, in my area where I am, right across the street from the beach and the beachfront properties. Right. I would say 90 to 95% of my neighbors, we're all short-term rental owners. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, and so we all have like solar panels and I was just gonna like that because we have guests who keep the AC cranked. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, the utilities are very expensive on the island. We bring down those costs by the solar. And we also have solar for hot water as well. And we're saving up for a water cistern so we can collect the rainwater and filter it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't installed that yet but we're planning on it. How much of the island is using solar panel energy to save? Probably the minority. Yeah, because it's very expensive for the average Bajan to pay up front. The other thing is, at least for foreigners like me, my husband was born there, but even even though he was born there, nobody will loan us money. And Mia Motley is also working on that. So we had to come with cash for everything. Yeah, you cannot get a loan on the island. And okay. so it is very expensive for an average Bajan to, to have the solar panels. But okay. we have relatives who have them. But the vast majority of the solar are for commercial use, like a property like mine or hotels and things like that, businesses. Okay. okay. I should mention to our audience that Regina right now is in Florida. So when I she am. says when she <laughs> says there, she's referring to Barbados. I didn't want to confuse anyone. Let's move on to healthcare. How's the healthcare in the area? Can you find a good primary doctor? And how's that work? Honestly, I think it is abysmal on the island right now. There is definitely universal health care, but even with my own mother-in-law and my father-in-law, if they go through the public system, my husband is waiting for over six hours for my mother-in-law to see the public doctor. Wow. On the other hand, my father-in-law goes to a cardiologist who's in private practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pays upfront cash and he's seen, you know, just like you'd be seen in the United States. Mm-hmm. So yes, they have universal health care, but it is, it's not great in my opinion. Again, I'm a physician, so. Yeah, yeah. well, we want to hear it from you. <laughs> <laughs> if I was sick, I would 
just get a flight back to the United States. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is there a hospital though near you? If there are, the bit, there's a know. public hospital in Bridgetown. I think it's called Queens Hospital or something with the Queens name in it. And then there is a private like six bed hospital within my neighborhood. And so if any of our guests get sick or a lot of times during COVID, they had to go get the COVID testing, we would send them there. And those are, yeah, have private physicians, et cetera. But only six beds. In my particular neighborhood, there are a few other hospitals, but that one's in my neighborhood. But when COVID was at its height, that must have been an issue. I mean, I don't know how well contained it was, but yeah, well, we're a tiny country. And so mm-hmm. they had lots of areas for you to be tested outside by grocery stores, yeah. little pop up yeah. uh, places. No, but I mean, those that needed the ventilator, the you co- know. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, since it's a small country, she actually made a deal with several of the hotels since they weren't receiving business anyway. And you got to quarantine, for example, at the Hilton. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. If you're going to yeah. feel like shit, you oh, if you're going to feel like shit, you might as well be at the, be at the Hilton with the view of the Caribbean Sea and wow. turtles wow. and yeah. Oh, so that was that was Mia again. Mia. Oh, She's man. wonderful. Yeah, She's great. Love yeah. her. Yeah. Okay. What about- She's she actually, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was Royal Caribbean ship that was stranded yes. and they were told to leave. She was the prime minister who accepted Royal Caribbean. Wow. wow. And they've been coming to the island for decades. Oh, but uh, during COVID, no one would let them in because like vast majority of the ship came down with COVID. Yeah. 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 And she supplied them with food, water, et cetera. And their CEO said, as soon as COVID is over, Barbados will be the first Caribbean country we visit. Oh, Oh, so nice. So wonderful. And she's a woman. So she knows. (laughs) <laughs> and she's a gay woman. Oh, my God. yes. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about everything. This is so love great. Her. Love, I love her. her. Okay, cool. And what so, about if you had to pay out of pocket? Is it expensive? Yeah. For a physician there? I have not seen anyone, but I'll tell you, my father-in-law had a pacemaker implanted by his cardiologist, and it was about $3,800 for the pacemaker wow. and the procedure. And then I think it was an additional for the EKG monitoring pre and post uh, procedure. Wow. And that's all private. So that's great. And that's nothing about the border be here. Yeah. So his cardiologist trained here in the United States. He trained in New York. What about buying prescription drugs? Is that, is that expensive there? First of all, they don't have a lot because again, everything on the island is imported. Yeah. And so funny enough in the, we were looking up the GDP, the third highest seller on the GDP is actually over-the-counter medicine. So that's rarely cheap. Like they do their own something called paracetamol, which is yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. our Tylenol. Yep. Uh, yeah. So they make that on the island. They make aspirin oh. on the island. They make oh, wow. some eye drop medicine on the island. So things like that are relatively cheap. You can probably buy a bottle of paracetamol for mm-hmm. U.S. Mm-hmm. Two okay. or three dollars. Mm-hmm. But if you needed um, like a torvastatin or something, then that's yeah, gonna a be... torvastatin. That would be again. It's not that bad. I don't know if you can get a torvastatin on the island. Yeah, I was just gonna say my my, my sister in law will fly to the island to give my mother in law her medicine from Brooklyn a lot. Oh wow, she'll do that. 
Yeah. So I don't know if you can get that on the island, okay. but so that's she something does to research. have some, yeah. her Neurontin for her nerves, um, her nerve damage in her hand is actually from the island. And I want to say that was about 14 or $16 for oh, a month. Great. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah. cheap. Okay. Good to know. And again, that's subsidized. The medicine is subsidized by the government there. You had mentioned if something should happen that's serious, that you would fly back to the I States. I would. I would. So where is the nearest airport? Uh, we only have one. It's called Grantley Adams International Airport. It's about 30 minutes from the West Coast. And it's about maybe a 15 minute drive from Bridgetown. And yeah. what's the flight? I guess there are major international flights. The only- Oh, yeah. So um, every flight is international into the island. The most common, at least from America, are where most Bajans live in North America, which are Boston, New York, Toronto, right? (laughs) And yeah, those are the three most common. And so you can get direct flights there all the time uh, from those three main cities. They actually have more flights from Britain than than anywhere else. So Gatwick, Heathrow, everywhere in England they fly. And what about local transportation? Are there buses? Yeah. And 70% of Bajans do not drive. 70% use public transportation. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is that because of the cost? Yeah. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. a small island too. Mm Um, and, a, and a car is pretty expensive there. This is what I've learned because we do, we just bought a new car, a 2019 Ionic, I think mm-hmm. it's called. It's a hybrid. The car is what a car would cost here because, again, it's imported. You have to pay your tariff. But the insurance is really expensive. So Wow which is similar in other countries. We learned that Singapore is like that too. The car is whatever the cost is, but the insurance. Yeah. Because it's a small island. Where are you yeah. going to get the body work? Where are you going to yeah. get the car? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's a while before right. all that goes around. Wow. So if you guys need the- So my insurance, <laughs> yeah, my insurance is just as much as it was in California. Oh my wow. God. Yeah, for the one car, I think my premium is about- 1200 US. Like a lot of islands, I guess a lot of people get around with scooters. Is that right? Uh, No, not where no. I, not where we are. Ah. But there are where my friend lives in Mullins Bay. A lot of people do have the golf carts. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the public transportation runs what just not round the clock or does it 24 no, 7? No. So, so buses come pretty much anywhere you want in the rate and where I am, which is pretty populated and in the city every five minutes, oh. there's a bus. Yeah, nice. it's super loud. On my, I'm on the main drag because I'm on the the beach <laughs> okay. street, and so that's all you hear are buses going back and forth. Mm. But in the more rural areas, I think they the least is about once an hour up until about midnight. But nice. the most is like probably every 15 minutes or so. Okay, and, yeah. and what's the cost of that? It's probably inexpensive. So it's, right? it's um one U.S. dollar, so two oh. Beijing dollars. Nice, that's great. Very and nice. I believe that's a one way. And uh, the kids go for free to school and back. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like That's New York nice. City. Yeah. <laughs> Where you live, is it walkable? Can you walk to yeah. a coffee shop? Oh, gosh. Yes. I'm actually, I'm walkable to Rihanna's house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I've never been there, but it, the most expensive restaurant on the island is right down the street from my home. If you walk outside, there are restaurants, really nice ones or reasonable ones that actually the favorite of my guests and my family is a place called Wendy 
Wendy's sports bar and it's around the corner. They call, so it's funny, dead end streets, which are plentiful on the island. It depends on where somebody, like your grandmother's grandfather's cousin sold you the land and now yeah. you build your house. There's a lot of that. Yeah. And so none of the streets connect. It's it's so wonky. It's oh, super God. wonky. Okay. But the, so there are a lot of dead end streets and they call them gaps, G-A-P. And so a dead end street is called a gap. So you'll be walking up a road and then it may go left. It may go right. It, it may turn, but eventually it'll turn into a dead end pretty quickly. <laughs> and so right behind the gap okay. behind my house, like up the hill, looking at the Caribbean Sea is uh Wendy's sports bar and people love it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's reasonable. You can get like the best seasoned chicken and fresh vegetables. Oh my gosh. The bartender there makes the best rum punch on the island, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. What kind of rum is it? Do you know? It's right. Mount Gay rum. Actually, rum was invented yeah. on the island of Barbados. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and guess who invented it? No clue. I don't know. A monk named Sober. <laughs> no way. That's funny. Yes. That's funny. That sounds too much like a joke. Isn't that funny? Hilarious. <laughs> oh, because I know that Myers rum is what's recommended by one of my, I retired from a university. So the hospitality management department used to make a lot of rum cake. Ah, and, yeah. And, Myers rum's good. Yeah. Pretty and good. I, and I went to the pastry head chef and I said, so just before I go, tell me what rum you use. Cause I love their cakes. <laughs> but Kill, if you're on an island, you have to get the local rum. Come of on. Of course. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, that's why I ask. <laughs> you mentioned Rihanna. You ever see her uh, in the supermarket looking at some uh, grapefruit or whatever? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the supermarket. But we, did, we did see her pass by during crop over. Crop over is wow. a great festival that happens annually. We had it for the first time last year after COVID. And they are all in companies where they jump. Jump means to dance in the parade. Okay. And they all have companies and the companies have their own band. They usually have a truck. The trucks have bathrooms, wow. bars, security, all these things on average to jump in the crop over because my my oldest daughter just did it on uh St. Lucia and she she didn't do Barbados because it was it was already sold out but it can in Barbados to jump in Rihanna's company it's not Rihanna's company but it's like the most exclusive one especially uh-huh. since she's jumped in it I think it's called Allure is about $3000 US wow for one <laughs> one person one yeah, person right? so people come from all over the world world to jump in the parade there. Oh, wow. So interesting. Um, yeah. And so one year, not all the time, but one year we had the largest carnival in the Caribbean, but most commonly it's Trinidad. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And we're, we're pretty close to Trinidad, but the expenses is way out of my budget. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's good to hear that you're not jumping around for three grand. (laughs) But it's so much fun. There are so many festivities on the island for the entire month. And it's just a great party and so much fun. Oh, gosh. So much fun. I did want to ask, if you didn't have a car, which is 70% of the island, and so you either travel by foot or you get on a bus, if you're buying, well, I guess you could buy fresh food every day. But let's say you wanted to haul back, I don't know, some heavier things or paper or towels or whatever. Milk. Milk. Do people take taxis, obviously? And 
No, actually, oh, no. no. The vast majority, including tourists, take the bus. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. So you and, could be hauling like yeah, bags and, of right. Oh, yeah. And it's, wow. and it's a funny story that tourists tell when they come to the island. I remember watching the news and this woman was telling a story about how her and her husband got on the bus. A new mother was cradling the baby in a seat and she literally got up out of her seat. Oh, so my that, goodness. And they call tourists guests. Okay. Wow. That's nice. Like my mother-in-law will not say that you guys are tourists. She'll say that you guys are guests on the island. Wow. Now we know. Now we and know. And so this, this woman, and I witnessed this myself, this woman got up from her seat, allowed the guest to sit down, but she handed the baby to the guest. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. That is so funny. So she had to hold the baby, but she okay. was sitting. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. That'd be kind of cute. Okay. So very common. Very common. Got it. That's really good to know. So I would make probably two trips or I'd make you carry everything anyway. But <laughs> There you go. <laughs> all right. So, so what percentage of the island are expats? Oh, okay. So I don't know. I mean, exactly. a you know. I would say that it's seasonal. So it's probably quadruples during mm. high season, sure. especially with the Brits. Okay. And so I would be guessing. Yeah. I would no, be no. guessing. Maybe 30%. Maybe yeah. But like you're 20%. Flooded, you're probably yeah. flooded yeah. and you notice. It's, it's a noticeable difference. Right. It's yeah. like the snowbirds in Florida. Mm-hmm. People complain about, oh, when they the traffic, we can, yeah, yeah, the yeah. traffic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And are most of your friends there expats or are they locals? No, actually, I wanted to have a lot of local friends and I do with, with our family members, which uh-huh. is great. But no, most of my social circle are expats mm-hmm. and the vast majority uh-huh. are, are Londoners. Yeah. Oh, who are wow. doing the same things that we're, that my husband and I are doing. Okay. Like okay. I mentioned my girlfriend before who is from London. Her husband's parents were born on the island. They came over after their kids were grown. She sold her business, built from the ground up a 10 unit about 27 years ago. Wow. And they've rented that back and forth and come back and forth from England. Mm -hmm. But now they live there permanently. She's now on her third condo project. And then I have another friend who built a home and it literally is three homes in one with that cool infinity pool. It's like Ooh. 16 bedrooms. And <laughs> wow. It's crazy. I don't, if you guys watch Death in Paradise, that's my favorite show. No. <laughs> I know that that show, so I, I watch a lot of the European shows, you know, BritBox, Acorn, whatever. Yes, me And too. I see these people in, in the uh, in the trailer, they're, they're walking on the beach carrying these suitcases and I'm like, I have no interest in what <laughs> 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 well, she, I call her house Death in Paradise House. Oh, it was like this funny. mansion Check it out. with a okay. beautiful view. Oh and, my mm-hmm. goodness. But she, she did that primarily to rent it out as well. And so most of my friends are doing, who are, we're on like our second life. Uh, we're doing the same thing. And I really found my people and it's great. Oh, wow, um, the so friend great. who yeah. is building the third condo complex used to be a DJ. Her husband is actually, oh, wow. um, was a singer in the 80s. And so we've gone to so many good parties. Oh my God. <laughs> There's so many festivals, literally like disco house music festivals on the island that I had no idea happened. Oh, wow. Like I met Gene Karn in April. Oh my um, God. Yeah. Wait, I a, so now, all right. Yeah. She's on my time. Instagram. Yeah. I love Gene Karn. <laughs> yeah. I see. All right, Shout so out this to is, Gene Karn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a hashtag Gene Karn. So this is a good time to ask, what is Deep House? So Deep House is basically disco that my parents 
parents listen to. And that's an actual thing. Oh yeah. 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 It's called D that's what we would call deep house. We, I don't listen to techno or EDM or any bastardization <laughs> of I the music that, that I bastardization enjoy. Yeah. I, I agree with that. The EDM. Yeah. 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 I cannot stand it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is actual you, singing remember? and instruments and so, so, so Lisa Stansfield. Oh, I know her. Yeah. I, uh, that's pretty generic for me, but Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just yeah. heard her song and I downloaded it and I'm like <laughs> oh. blasting it throughout the house. Oh, nice. So, I know. <laughs> so when you're dancing, cause yeah. we're talking about disco mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people hate disco. They either love it or they hate it. I don't really right. give. I love it. And I think it's just the dance part of it. I mean, you can burn so many calories yes. and you can go on for hours. Yeah. You know? But I get into a trance and it's love yes. throughout the audience. Oh. All of the traveling I did were to music festivals. I was in London at Southport Weekender. And then I went wow. to Chicago. We usually go to what we call the disco picnic, but it's called <laughs> the Chosen Few DJs. And we've been going there for 30 years since we were in college. Wow. Literally the Obamas were at that disco picnic the last year he was in office. Oh, um, wow. And that's actually the site of the disco picnic is where they're building the Obama uh, library. Oh, the library. Wow. Uh, yeah. So but um, cool. then from there, we did another festival. We did like three festivals in Chicago. Pretty much the deep house music that I listen to is based in Chicago and from Chicago. Oh, wow. oh okay. Then we went to Tisno, Croatia for Sunsabit, another wow. good festival. Wow. So that was wow. fun. Okay. And then we went to an iconic club in Paris uh, called <laughs> Dijon, which means soul in French. We've always, my girlfriend and I, who she went to Fisk with me, we've always wow. wanted to go. And she turned 50 a couple years back and we were supposed to do this trip, but obviously it got canceled. Okay. But we yeah. lived it up this this summer. We had a great summer. It was, wow. it was like we were in college, but we were just <laughs> old and needed a little bit more ibuprofen. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so have you done DJ work? Do you no, have those? I would lo- I would love to, Gil. Crack me up. You were gonna say, I thought you were gonna say, well, I have two turntables. <laughs> then I've got this little synthesizer. No, okay. and I'm too cheap to buy the equipment. Oh my goodness. Oh, my God. oh come on. So no, t- Jean Korn is 75. <sighs> okay. Love I was her. just looking at her. Sarah Jean Perkins was her birth. Was name. her name, yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. So, interesting. So tell us okay. a little about your uh, since talking about disco, your blog, Dr. Disco. What, what's that about? Oh goodness. So I I guess I'm revealed now because I, I'm <laughs> semi-anonymous on the blog. But oh, that's hey. funny. I, couldn't, I couldn't find that. I was looking for a blog with your name and there was nothing. No. No. So what's the blog about? There are a few pieces I had written even before I retired. People always ask me advice about finance. Physicians get taken advantage of. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. I will say this is a disclaimer. I personally don't use financial planners, but financial planners look at us with dollar signs in their eyes and they take advantage of us. I mean, just the fees alone that some of my friends were getting charged, in my opinion, it should be illegal. People ask me for advice. Over like 10 years ago, I started doing this lecture. We, As physicians, we call it lecture, but like Mm -hmm. a little talk little 
PowerPoint for incoming physicians about finance and, you know, managing your money. And so that turned into people, you know, would say, oh, go ask Regina about that. Also, I was on the finance committee for my group. We were a group of specialized physicians. There were about 125 of us, at least when I was a part of the group. And I was on the finance committee for Mm -hmm. that. And Mm -hmm. I primarily focused my time on our retirement funds. And so I've always had an interest in that. That turned into, you know, going down that rabbit hole of fire and listening to all of the podcasts and reading all of the blogs, et cetera. And (laughs) even there's a subdivision of physicians who are fire, a few blogs that I uh, read. I said, you know what? I have a lot to say as a person who's very specialized, a minority and a woman living in a high cost of living area. Those are unique qualities that I have. And I feel like there are other people out there like me who may need to navigate all of those so variables. Oh, that's yeah, great. So, yeah. That's yeah. so nice it's that cathartic. you're sharing. It's a, I call it free therapy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't that... write often, but Wait. when I do, it's something really important that I yeah. need to okay. get out of my system. Is it okay that we uh, expose you and tell the name I, of the... I'm, okay. I'm fine with it. I'm retired okay. and... <laughs> okay. Okay. No, but, you know, I totally, totally agree. For years, you go to professional school, you incur debt, and then let's say you don't take a high, well, for us, a huge law firm job. All right, not oh, yeah. I, I have friends you know. who are at universities who make you know. a quarter of what I made. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and how did they deal with all those issues? Student loans. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, we weren't, Gene and I, we weren't brought up in families where we were taught how to invest. Right. I mean, I mean, our family, let's not talk right. about none, it. None of our four parents graduated from high school, let alone college. It wasn't until I'd say for me, the last 10 years that I kind of got into kind of understanding investment. And of course, his name now escapes me. The path to the simple path to wealth. To wealth. Yeah. What's so I name? have a, so that's Jay. Collins and yes. I go to Chautauqua every year. That's why I was in oh, Columbia. And, and it was because of that book, which was yeah. so well. That's our Bible. Written. Yes. And it's so, I don't want to say simple because he's brilliant, but yeah. the way it was laid out, any person of any education level, the way he explains it, right? That's why it's called a simple path. Path to um, wealth. Yeah. Path to wealth. And I That's just our thought, Bible. Right. And I just wish that somehow I knew about it earlier. We introduced our son to it a couple of years ago. You Wonderful. Know. Yeah. Yeah. As he was graduating college, I said, look, I want to impart this to you. But thank God he actually paid attention because if my parents, even if they had the wherewithal, which was a far stretch, but if they were to show me that book, I would say, I'm not going to read it. You know, I don't like to read. <laughs> don't show me anything. But our kids luckily, you know, he did. And I gave him the simple, basic concept. Yes. And so, and, and, you know, we started his first account. He, so he, you know, he started his own brokerage account. And so okay. it's like amazing. Like he'll no, he'll not ever know really that we didn't know, you know, it's like right. hundreds of years. Yeah, of college. <laughs> Lucky guy. I, I know wish yeah. I had you guys. So no, no, no. But well, I wish I had us, you know, and so that's <laughs> why it's so important to share this stuff. And we it's do not the same hard. thing with our kids. Yeah. yeah it's not hard. Oh, yeah. No, the grandbaby already has a net worth. Okay. <laughs> She's already got a Vanguard account. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so, yeah. And so we actually, and we're not promoting them, but we have a Vanguard advisor because, well, Vanguard is probably the least in terms of fees, fees. and management. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. They're the lowest. So, so we totally trust him. And it took a while because, you know, we hear financial advisor and Gene and I, like, we don't trust anybody. <laughs> you know, the few pennies. Do you know what have. they're, do you know what they're educating? 
education is in to be a financial advisor. Well, oh, it's marketing. It's, is that right? Marketing. Yeah, it's not wow. accounting. Marketing. I didn't know that. Yes. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. I want to oh. write a blog about it, but I don't want to. That's public information, right? I, you it is. It is. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have too many. so important. But not good things to say. Get a, so you get a lot of flack, though. That's the problem. I will. I will. It's just yeah. face the facts. All right. Well, listen, the world is listening to you. So this is going on air. So just just tell us if somebody wants to stay at your uh, your B and B or your uh, Airbnb, how, how do they get in touch with you? What's your Airbnb um, information? Oh, so if you go on to the website, you look up Fitz Village, F I T T S Village, and you put in some parameters. Most commonly, to get to my, I'm on the first page. If you put in like six people, for example, the property is called Avon Bleu, uh, which is French for blue. Avon Blue. It should come up. So okay. it's Avon then B L E U. Correct. And it's on mm-hmm. your Instagram. Front. It is. Yeah, the link is link in my bio. Um, mm-hmm. in your in bio. The, yeah, in the bio. We're also oh. on VRBO, but the vast majority of people who come to Barbados rent on Airbnb. I don't know why that is, but okay, probably yeah. why where you get a lot of reviews, maybe you know. Yeah, I don't know why VRBO is is less utilized in the country, but Airbnb okay. is is much more popular. Did we talk about Visa? Oh, so. I'm a citizen. I became a citizen during the pandemic. I had entered in my application. It took about 18 months in total. And I was able to become a citizen because my husband Mm -hmm. is a native. So you Um, have dual citizenship? I do. Yeah, I have dual citizenship. Yeah. Well, I've never done a visa or anything, but you do. So Mia Motley did the extended visa during COVID. I'm not sure if that's still valid, but you were able to stay in the country for, I think, 16 or 18 months. Okay. But it may but, be back to normal now. Well, so I was, I, visa, I was reading that. Yeah, there's yeah. a sort of a retirement visa and for individuals over 60 years old with sufficient funds. I don't know exactly what the funds are, but somebody here looked that up. With sufficient funds to support themselves can apply for immigrant status. After living in the country for five years, they can then apply for permanent residence. Oh, okay. And there's an application approval fee. Right now it costs, the application fee is $300 US. The approval fees are twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And the other way people get in is it's a special entry permit, SEP, and it's offered to retired property owners and allows them to visit the island and leave as they please. But again, then they have to have to buy property for valued as a certain amount of money. But they, they again, you can look that up. As we're winding down, what's the thing you love the most about living in Barbados? Going to the beach right across the street. Yeah. Okay, that would be it. All right. <laughs> On that note, is there anything that we left out that you'd like to share with the world? Oh, sure. I love the island because it slows me down. I'm a type A personality. You're forced to slow down because nothing there goes fast. So that's number one. And I've really embraced that. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the stoic. It's become more popular now since COVID. It's a philosophy. It's a Greek philosophy where you just accept, you accept and embrace things that like aggravate you. What? So, God, yes. you need this. You need this. <laughs> oh man, I have to look into this now. <laughs> yeah, the oh, Stoics. So yeah, I like the slow pace. I like the camaraderie among the citizens. I am treated very well there and they treat each other well. There are lots of great restaurants I didn't mention. Really, really good food. Um, international food. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, there are lots of festivals. There is all 
always something to do there. We just finished, I don't know if you guys saw it on the Instagram, but we just finished the rum and food festival where international (laughs) chefs came and mixologists. And there's always something to do on the island. One of my favorite festivals is actually before the actual crop over called Soka on Day Hill. Soka on Day Hill. It is just a party for 12 hours. Everybody dances. Uh, We do the VIP section where you pay like 80 bucks US. You get all the rum, you get food, you get like a special section. And there are like 20 different bands that go throughout the day and the night. And it is just a festive, happy party. All of the festivals on the island are just magnificent. The food is great. The people are great. Isn't retirement great? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say totally great. I will say I'm a tad bit bored. I no, you really? I am. I Come on. No, no, no. I'm, you know I'm going on three years. Okay, but, yeah. well. You sound like you're so busy, though. I am. I am. I This year, I made myself busy because I turned 50 and I wanted, and my gift to myself was to travel. I did one of my dream trips this year, which was to Machu Picchu. I've always wanted to wow. go there. Okay. Yeah. And I nerded out the whole time. I did my research and I had specifically chose the guide that would give us a lot of the, and I, an indigenous guide and who gave us a lot of information about the Inca and King Pachacuti etc. So okay. that was just my gift to myself. But no, I don't usually travel this much. <laughs> was, was that the solo trip? Was that one of the solo? No, trips? no, actually, my fire, my husband went on that trip with uh. me and some of our fire friends. Oh, okay. oh wow. Yeah, nice. that, uh, that we met at Chautauqua in Portugal, where wow. we met JL Collins. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And his oh, lovely people. wife, Jane, it's just oh. great. It's just wow. just a shout so out nice. to Chautauqua, to Alan and Katie and to Christy and Bryce. Uh, oh. They give an excellent Excellent, excellent, heartfelt conference for fire people. And probably we talk about finance 5% of the entire conference. It's more about what? life. Oh, yep. oh that's so nice. More about your life, nice. the richness that fire can provide. Oh, wow. Yeah, of, of your life, richness okay. in your life. Nice. You know, Regina, you're making 50 sound old. I hate to tell you, but you're a baby. <laughs> you're just a baby, right? I'm officially 10 years older than you. All right? Okay. Me too. You I look turned, great. You I both look sick. great, Gillen Jean. No, we don't. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I too, I'll share real You really do not look that old. You guys He does, and I do. <laughs> well, listen, it's, it's called a virtual meeting we're having, and I have it set so uh, my face is fuzzy. <laughs> You don't really see, you know, and the best thing to do is, of course, go on Snapchat and get photo of yourself there. Oh, you want to talk about nice skin. All right. But let me just say that I went through the anxiety, the depression, whatever. It, it was like a year after I retired. And I finally realized yeah. I actually had a therapist finally tell me this. Me too. And, you know, because you go on Facebook and people are like, oh, I'm so busy and life is just so good. I'm like, bullshit. You can't be like that 24-7, you know? And don't tell me that you haven't thought. A lot of people are afraid to use the word retire because they think they're going to die. Yeah. So, it's you know, a you tell, word. It's a yes. morbid word yes. because you tell people, oh, I'm retired. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, excuse me, I don't see you. Get out of the way. (laughs) I realized that, look, if you had a professional life or just a full career, you have two pockets. One pocket is 
full of to do in your job. I have to meet this person. I have a meeting. I have to go talk to my boss. I have to talk to my subordinates, whatever. And then you get home and you have this entire pocket of laundry, dinner, hobbies, if you have time for that, right? All that stuff. Now you retire, that first pocket just kind of dissipates. The second pocket moves over and it's got all this extra room. <laughs> and it's not even important. It's like laundry. You can wait or you could buy more underwear. So it took me a while <laughs> to say- After we were dealing with such complex issues yeah. in our careers. <laughs> please, please. You know, I mean, yes, I was a lawyer, but I was also, I hated confrontation. And I go, why the hell did I do this? But I also loved it. Like a gay, I thrived. So my feeling was get yourself together. There's nothing wrong with you. It's okay to have a tough time physically getting out of bed. I mean, I still have that issue. I don't know what it is, but once I am up, I'll give myself appointments. Like I have to be at my eye appointment. I have to be there by 10. So I do that or I have to, I have PT now on my knees. So I have to be there at 10. But I just recently signed up for a painting class at a university. Now I'm going to take printmaking starting January and I can't keep my schedule calm, but I'm so excited to do these things. So it took me like That's almost great. a full year, but people you'll get there. And we just interviewed a guy who said there's a curve where it's kind of like a, like a U shape. You start off as a child and you just keep going, 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 oh, yeah, going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we're, when you we're hit, at a dip at our age. Yes. 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 My age, I'm at the worst dip. Well, cause yeah. you're projecting yourself to live to a hundred, right? So you hit 50, but that's rock bottom. Yeah. And then the it's only going to go up. I uh, mean, so that's yeah. what the data shows. And that's yep. not like fiction. It's data. Yeah. So yeah. they yeah. say that your life is just only going to get better and better and better. And we shouldn't have to say that to convince ourselves. It's just out there. So yeah. I'm just going to let that live. And um, yeah, he made sense, that guy. Yeah. I, I But every so often I slip and I'll be in the middle of painting and I'll say, oh, is this it? Is this <laughs> yeah. it? So you know? Gil, I think what we have both been struggling, I've, I've been through all of that. A year after I, literally 11 months after I retired, I was in therapy. I was depressed. The Thank anxiety you. Thank was you very sharing. high. Oh, yeah. of course. Of course. I wrote about it on my blog. I recently learned it was because I lacked purpose my whole entire life. I've heard that too. Yeah. And I mean, one of my favorite blog entries is too much of a good thing. Mm -hmm. If anyone out there reads it, I've gotten a lot of feedback on that one. And that is my favorite blog. And if you guys read it, you'll know why. But if one lacks purpose, it will eventually cause depression. There's literature and research on that. Finding my purpose, I'm still on that journey to find my purpose. I, I'm actually contemplating whether I should do some locum work so that I can specifically, so yeah, locums for a physician would be like to cover a physician while they're out or like maternity leave or or extended vacation or like a medical issue or whatever, called locums tenens. But I'm thinking about that just to help with me and my purpose. Mm. Although one of my big purposes, as superficial as it sounds, but it was very deep for me was to be a disco dancer, to go out there and dance to disco and enjoy it. That's yeah. right. Well, I have to say, and I, and I should say this at this point that you may not find quote unquote the purpose. Cause to me, the purpose was too big a burden on my shoulders because I think I've done so much. I've given so much. I've oh served gosh. the public. I worked for a you know, public university, right? Yeah. And you Ditto. did all that. So I don't want to feel like I have to be a monk to find out what it is I'm going to do. So, you know, we may not find our purpose. So I, I want to mm. 
would say that also that that you don't want to put yourself, give yourself such a difficult mountain to climb. Yeah, because that puts pressure on you. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you'll hear a lot of people, especially on TED Talks, find your purpose. And then someone will say, oh, yeah, I found my purpose. I'm like, well, what if I never find it? I'll find it before the day before I die. I mean, what (laughs) the hell? So I think it's just kind of getting used to who you are. That might be the purpose. Yeah. Just accepting that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we're all going to die. We we could get hit by a truck tomorrow. Okay. We will continue. So important. (laughs) All right. Well, Regina, you have been a lovely, lovely guest. May I I ask a question? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to go for the juggler, right? Oh, of course. Of course. I had. I have to. Of course, go. Yes. Where are you going to retire? <laughs> I, you know, we get it all the time. All right. First of all, it's not going to be um, Bali. Um, people <laughs> think, people think, you know, we did do this podcast to find a place to retire, but we didn't think it would get so big, kind of. Uh, in fact, I should promote us that we're in the top 5% of the 186,000 podcasts. 3%. No, no, we're in the top 3% under listener's score. Right? Wow. But, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, but we're not monetizing, all right, because we're idiots. That takes a whole nother, <laughs> it's like a whole nother learning lesson, and we're too stupid. Anyway, answer a question. All right, so my sisters, or my family, they're on the East Coast. I'm the oldest of seven. I very much want to have a home base in the U.S. Plus, I also do have a lot of arts-related interests, not hobbies, but interests, right? And I don't want to <laughs> lug that crap around everywhere I go. I have soldering tools. I'm making stained glass. So Jean and I, eventually we want to find something here, a ranch with no basement and no crawl space. Okay. <laughs> and, oh, it's disgusting. And we will then- We're in a basement now, by the way. Yeah. But <laughs> okay. Is finished and it's nice anyway. But you know, the knees are going to give, and I don't want to have to go up and down, up and down. Then we're going to travel about three to six months of the year. Love it. So that's our current plan. So my answer is Gil wants to move to Pennsylvania outside Wilmington, Delaware, or maybe in Wilmington, Delaware, near her, near two of her sisters and our child. Okay. Uh, that, I was going to get to that. Right. The problem with our child, our son, is that he's in Rhode Island. You know, he's only been out of school, less out of college, just in two years. Who knows where he's going to be? So following right. him is probably not a good idea right now. I would stalk him. He's so cute. He's such a cute. But we don't know where he's going to be. So, yeah. and it's nice that he, you know, is finding his way and, and yeah. doing well. And yeah. that's great. So Gil wants to live there, which is fine. We can find a nice house there. I really would love to be, I always wanted to be in the Pacific Northwest. I, we oh, just, love we just Oregon. interviewed somebody who moved to Eugene, Mc, Oregon. McMinn? Oh, oh, oh. No, Mc, Eugene, that was nice too. But Eugene, yeah. Oregon. My name is Eugene. I'm definitely to be there. <laughs> it's a college town. It's the running capital of the world. I was not now because I'm out of shape, but I ran when I was in shape. I ran, ran 16, uh, marathons. 16 marathons. So, wow. so wow. That's, that's the place. It's a cool place. It is. Uh, I used to cover. We used to from for, because I was such a, a drill down specialist. I uh-huh. That's as far as I covered was up wow. to Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. Wow. You had. It's a good, great place. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's where I'd like to be. And like Gil says, since we've done this uh, podcast, we've no, we've. When we were young, you know, we we didn't come from money. Up, like I said, our parents, all four of our parents, none of them graduated from um, high school. We were food stamp so poor. We, we were poor, yeah. We were food stamp poor also, and and so we would love to travel and maybe live somewhere, not and not just for two weeks, maybe three to six months at a time, yeah. live in different, different like countries. Home, you know, that's what the the podcast has taught us. So I don't know who's gonna win. It's probably gonna be Gil, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
what do you mean who's going to win? But if we had the money. Do you have any faith in me, Regina? Come on. <laughs> if we had any money, if we have a lot of money, whatever, we could have a home on the West Coast and on the East Coast. Now, Gene, yeah. we could get a PSA. Well, you can do, do short-term we- rental. You know, yeah. but the thing is, I want a, a place where I can really have a cozy home and feel, you know, there's nothing like landing at JFK for us, yeah. for me, because it's like, yeah, oh my God, I'm home. But if we move to Wilmington, Delaware, you think there are disco people there? I don't think there's good money. <laughs> but the criteria is within 30 minutes of an international airport. That's yeah. how we mm-hmm. came up with that. You know, I, I have to agree with that. But I want to interject one thing about the travel for you guys. At least for me, over 40% of the travel that I did this year, yeah. I was invited. And so you will find that when you're in this retirement life, that you can't say no to all these wonderful and fabulous trips. For example, my husband and I are going to Spain and Morocco in February. So wow. we Morocco. booked it with point with points from his Amex card. Okay. And we are exchanging our Airbnb for, for our friend's Airbnb. Oh, so they wow. came to our house in Barbados for her husband's 50th birthday in September. And now we're going to their Airbnb, their Londoners. They have a home in uh, Andalusia, Spain. Nice. And yeah. so we're going to go there. It's an hour away or so from Gibraltar. And then we're going to take the ferry over to Morocco. But Gil and Jean, trust me, you will get invited on so many trips that you just cannot say no to. We already have. We, we've been <laughs> invited to about 70% of the show. Maybe a little less. Yes, a little, but exactly. a lot. But you have to do it. Oh my God. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, these this people are very nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is the longest we've ever oh my been goodness. on air. Hey, we're sorry. No, no way. We're sorry. Am yeah, I yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. You're so type A. Oh my goodness. Okay. I love you, by the way. I just love you. I love you guys too. <laughs> well, thank it was you guys nice. so Honor much. This to was meet wonderful. You. Oh, and it was, was kind of scary because I revealed myself. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you but so I much. I think I'm good. I, but Me please, please come yeah. to Barbados. Okay. Right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Bye bye. And good luck. Thank you, you too. Thank, thank you. you. Take care. All right. Take care. Okay. We'll be bye-bye. in touch. Okay. Bye. Okay. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well.